0: Hey Feel like praising, praising him. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I feel like praising, praising Him. Sorry. I feel like praising, praising Him. Praise Him in the morning. Praise Him all day long. I feel like praising, praising Him. It's only because it's been my bread. It's been my bread and my wine. It's been my everything. That's why I rely on the relationship with love. And I have to get it out and on to you before I leave this earth. And I know it's already on you. I can see it, I can see the hope in your eyes. I can see how you're moving through the world. When in an otherwise hopeless state, you have hope, I can see it on you. I can see it within you. It's why I keep coming back. This is my house. It's my sanctuary. I was given a vision days ago um, where I was standing on the edge of a ledge, and there was a great valley in front of me, and then across from it, uh, like a divide, and then across from it was another place that I could actually get to if I leapt. But the ground that I was standing on at the very edge of what I could see was there, and this chasm that if I didn't make the jump, I would fall. In this vision, I saw the ground underneath me where I was standing starting to crumble. So there was a bit of a panic within me because the ground is crumbling and I have a choice. Either I can leap forward to what's available and go to see what's ahead or I can tuck tail and run back run back to a spacious place where the ground is not crumbling, where it's broad, where I know. I've already been back there. I already know what's back there. It's familiar. I know it really well. The edge of the great divide I either need to retreat and go back to the safe zone, or I need to lunge, grab my strength, and with confidence lunge and leap forward. I feel that I'm still there in my imagination. The ground has not yet completely given way because I'm hesitating on taking the leap. I'm hesitating because what if I'm not large enough to meet what I what I will find over there? What if I'm not? What if my capacity isn't strong enough, and I'm not large enough to meet what I'm going to encounter over there? The way that I, my personality is made is, I am so curious. I was the first one to leave the edge at the skating rink. You know, when you're hanging on to the edge and your skates are under you like this. I was the first one to go, what happens if we I remember looking over and my cousin would say, what are you doing out there? I'm skating. (laughs) I'm skating. I'm the first one. I want to go, I want to see, I want to know. But this one feels big. I've taken a lot of leaps in my life. I was married nearly eight years ago on a leap year day, on a Monday. We woke up in separate houses and by the end of the day, we were married. Still in separate houses, it was weird. (laughs) When you finally get married, go ahead and live with that person, it's okay. You should go, you know, you should go home with them. But uh, I was trying to be holy, you know. I did not going to live with anybody before I got married. I was going to do it right, you know. There's no right way. Just get over that. It's fine. <laughs> Just go on down the road. <laughs> uh, no. Oh, my goodness. Um. Does anybody else feel like they're at something like that in their lives, where there is a call to lunge and leap, or to retreat, reserve, and return. I'm at that place. It's never been so big. I think that's what is, is scary to me. The leaps that I've taken before, I felt like I could manage it that I could manage that. Whatever I'm seeing, I can manage that. But what I see ahead of me, I feel like I need a lot of help. Like I cannot do it alone. <laughs> I feel like, like I need every bit of strength in the, the Christ nature. I need everything. And it's almost like God is saying, this is the beginning of what I've always been wanting you to get to, where you can't do it without me. You can't do it on your own. You require my aid and support. And I'm like, but uh, I've always been able to manage. Go ahead. It's your time. Hey. Hey. <laughs> I didn't sign up for people to talk back to me (laughs) in this house. I didn't sign up for that. I receive it. But I'm still standing. I'm going to do it. 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 (laughs) There's a story that Tony Evans tells about um, a man that heard about a new fancy refrigerator that had all the bells and whistles with nice lights that turn on when you open the door and a place for the vegetables and a place for the fruit and a place you can change the temperature, you know, fancy one. Went out, bought one of those refrigerators, took it home. Went out with his wife and bought a whole slew of groceries. Got the ice cream, two, two different kinds. Got the milk and fruit, fresh produce and fruits and vegetables and, Got everything in there. So excited and happy. Went to bed. Excited to wake up to a refrigerator full of beautiful grocery items. Next morning, he rushes into the kitchen excitedly, only to find that the milk is spoiled. The ice cream is running out of the bottom of the freezer compartment. The vegetables are changing color, and the refrigerator is not working. The man calls the customer service and says, I don't understand. Open the door and see if the light comes on, says the customer service rep. He opens the door. No light. Put your ear up close to the refrigerator and see if you can hear the hum of the motor. No hum. And then the man said, There's a cord at the back of your refrigerator. Please check to see whether it's been plugged in. Sure enough, it wasn't plugged in. You see, house church, in our life of faith and doubt, we don't necessarily have an equipment problem. We may, in fact, have a power problem. Oh, no, I just went ahead and said it. We get the goods and we got the goods and we get these good sermons and we get these good words and cool memes and nice TikTok videos that inspire us for a moment. We get nice things on Facebook that say, oh, I do you in the present, I don't know, and we're, we're all in. We keep getting the goods, we keep getting more information, we keep getting good lectures and good teaching, and our goods keep spoiling We may, in fact, not have an equipment problem or an information problem, but, in fact, we may have a power problem. 1 <laughs> Thessalonians five sixteen through 18, often quoted scripture at this time of year, especially around gratitude and thanksgiving. It says this, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. I would suggest that if we keep spoiling the very gifts that God is giving us, that we might take a moment to troubleshoot our own spiritual situation. Perhaps we would start with the cord. When is the last time you gave thanks for what you have? Maybe out loud or to someone else. Have you considered pausing without your phone? Don't worry, I'm not taking them away. (laughs) Have you considered sitting with yourself and considering the store of love and peace that you have on the inside for a moment? That is how you plug in No amount of new information on any social feed that you have will satisfy your soul, like simply looking inward. The power that you crave to keep the goods ready lives within you. You have the wisdom on the inside. Have you noticed that when you're looking for answers, and you're asking, and you're looking, and you're looking outside of yourself, and you're looking, and you're asking, that you keep running into the same dilemma, that it still stays fuzzy? You say, yes, I can consider that, but I don't know. I asked Bob the other day, as he was trying to make a decision about something, I said, what does your Holy Spirit say? He said, I'm just sort of stopped by the way you phrased that question. (laughs) My Holy Spirit? What does your Holy Spirit say? Well, it doesn't take very long because the Spirit is still speaking. Religion would try to say that you have to search and search and seek and seek. For God to speak, one little tiny word, come out onto the water with me. Oh, great. Well, it took all that just to get one word. Go, no. Spirit speaking always. Just as rambling as the TikTok feed is when you go to that thing. Spirit is speaking. 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 speaking. He's not running away from you. He's not hiding from you. He's not dangling a carrot in front of you. He's not holding out on you. He's not hiding from you. Speaking. Well, Bonnie, how do I hear do you know the Lord is answering me quicker now than I've ever heard answers come? Because I'm thinking to ask. Jesus said, if you need something, ask. When you seek, you'll find. When you knock, it will be opened unto you. There's no games here. But we fail to ask. You have not because you has not. has not. Ask it and you get, don't and you won't. Go ahead and try it. I was asking the direction for this sermon today because I have so many stories we could be here for, for the whole afternoon. And I asked for it very quickly. I just said, Lord, which one do you want me to start with? He said, let's just do it like Tara Brock. I love Tara Brock. Whatever. You should look at her stuff sometimes. She bounces from story to story. And my wife said that's her favorite way for me to preach it is. is to go from story to story. Oh, yes. Rejoice in the Lord always. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. (laughs) You remember me talking to you about our two dogs that we got a couple of months ago, right? The bonded pair. Everybody say bonded pair. The bonded pair. Frenchie and Rizzo, the bonded pair. We couldn't even think of these dogs without thinking of pairs of names for them. We couldn't name them independently because we could only think of there's two of them, so they've got to have matching names, right? So we picked Frenchie and Rizzo. Those of you that know Greece understand that that's from the... the so we uh, they were undeniably adorable and yet most certainly bonded and dependent upon one another. Um, As we quickly learned, they were actually codependent. We didn't want to tell them that in front of their fight, but it was less of a co-committed relationship and more of a codependent relationship. They were not able to recreate on their own. Really, the little one, which is the miniature Schnauzer, was really leading this whole gig with our big white standard poodle. So you had the big white standard poodle and the little tiny miniature Schnauzer. And every time that Frenchie, the big one, would try to exhibit some kind of joy. What was the little one there to do? Don't get too happy. Don't twirl too fast. Don't zoom me too quickly. You are out of line. You're gonna get us kicked out of this place. And so the little one took it upon herself to have all the power and control and go, stay in check, stay in line, don't get too crazy. They might kick us out. So we went along with this for a while because at times they were pretty cute together. They would just, like, put the big one, put the little one's whole head in her mouth, and she would, like, do this thing. And we're like, oh, how sweet. You know, our pit bulls never played like that. If something went into the pit bull's mouth, I mean, it was over. <laughs> and in the, the poodles, I mean, we're learning these poodles like crazy. These poodles are so different, you know. They have such a different personality. It's so exciting. And so they would play around together, but there was a lot of, like, hush, 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 hush by the little one. And there was a lot of anxiety from the little one. Every time the big one would go somewhere, the little one didn't go. The little one would go back and forth and pace in anxiety and upset. So that caused us not to want to take any of them by themselves anywhere. Well, taking two dogs somewhere is tremendously more difficult than just taking one dog somewhere. So they ended up together in their codependent state, not really being able to enjoy the fullness of the estate of the Laboc household. Because together they were too much to handle, and so they ended up just sort of living this diminished, smaller life. Happy as they were. I mean, they were not in the situation they were in before, but we had all of these plans creatively of what we might want to do with them if we could either take them together or if we could take one of them and the other one wouldn't freak out. Tamara has long, long, uh, lifelong friends. <clears throat> you can tell the people back there. Someone can tell the people that I'm coming to a close. Oh, Morgan, Morgan's going to do it, Marsha. Thank you, Morgan. But you're going to miss my cool story. I'm sorry for that. Okay. I can watch it on okay. <laughs> so, her friends were coming by, and they live um, what they call a, a van life. It's this really cool, they're retired um, in, their, in their 50s. Um, he was just a, a chaplain in Japan for the Air Force. And has uh, retired from the Air Force. Go ahead and come, guys. It's cool. And uh, they have returned to the States. They live an amazing life. Beautiful people. And he had a little dog named Haley that was a little three-pound chihuahua that they called the God Dog because she went everywhere with him in his chaplaincy chaplaincy ministering to the the squad. Squadron and the general. So Haley went everywhere with Brett and ministered alongside him until she sadly passed away in this past year. And he has been prayerfully considering his next dog. When they called to let us know that they wanted to park their van in our driveway last Sunday night, we said, yes, of course, come. We can't wait to see you. And Tamara and I both looked at each other and said, I wonder if Brett and Rizzo, the little one, might hit it off. I just wonder. We didn't necessarily want to break them up because they were sold to us as a bonded pair. And I feel like I signed my life away when I said I would never take these dogs apart from one another. And I I really didn't want to. But that little Rizzo and Brett fell in love on Sunday night and Monday. There was a point, Brett is a very tender-hearted and emotional person. And at one point, he was holding Rizzo in his lap, kind of like a baby, and her little arm was around his neck. And he began to intuit what she was feeling. And they had a conversation that none of us could hear. But he began to weep. And that little dog leaned back into his chest and looked up to him and just sweetly accepted all of that emotion that he was giving to her. She didn't run away. She didn't lick his face in anxiety. It was the first time she wasn't hyperventilating. It was the first time she wasn't going to and fro. So we begin to wonder, and for six hours on Monday, we wondered and discerned, and I wonder if this is a new, I wonder if God is in this. I wonder if they came on purpose at this time for a reason to experience this relationship. I wonder, and my heart is sinking. I'm like, I promised these dogs that this was their forever home. What are they gonna think? But we just watched how God was working. We watched and witnessed. It was like I couldn't take my eyes away from the beauty that was on display. We said, okay, let's not rush into anything crazy. Let's give it a trial. You guys go down to Texas as you were planning. You go, to go for a week and take Rizzo. And so gently they did. But they didn't just get in the van and, wa- and drive away. They got in the van, and they started it up, and they gave Rizzo all the time that Rizzo needed to get acclimated to that little environment. They let her walk around and sniff everything and get really comfortable. They turned the engine back off so she she would notice the difference between the engine on and the engine off. They let her see out the window and they didn't make too many sudden moves. They just wanted her to feel comfortable and then they tried just to go around the block one time to see how she did. If she was going to freak out because she wasn't with her partner, then they were just going to deliver her right back and we would say, forget it, that was too much. But they went around the block and they have a video camera system inside of their van. And they got out and they wanted to witness that Rizzo wasn't hyperventilating and they got out of the van and she was fine. She was calm. She was at peace. It was like, she was interested. She came, they came back, and we talked about it some more, and we cried some more, and we prayed some more, and there was three of us ministers in the, in the house, so we did a little ritual, you know, as you would. <laughs> Say words of peace and grace and. One day came and went, and I was a sobbing mess on Tuesday. Another day came and went, I was a sobbing mess. But then something began, peculiar began to happen. With each one of the dogs, Frenchie's little twirly zoomies got faster and more pure of joy. Frenchie's little zoomies became more evident and more frequent it was like this little dog became uh, she 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 was alive the standard poodle was doing these little things I've just never seen her and she's just like whoa nobody's stopping me I have all this joy and I can be me and then Brett and Cindy We're sending back videos of little Rizzo on her adventures. She got to go on a shopping spree. She got to get a new jacket. She got to get a new bed. She got to experience her first fire out on the bonfire. She got to lay in the sun and dream dreamy thoughts. She got to see burrows, and she didn't even bark at them. She just growled. I share that story with you. Is there a leap of love that you need to take today? Is there something that you're bonded to that was sold to you as you could never live without it? Is there a thought, a bond, a relationship that you thought, well, gosh, I wouldn't be able to live if I didn't have this. I wonder if there's something that God wants to unhook for you today. I wonder if there's something that might be revealed if you simply repositioned yourself with what you have currently. My wife and I often say in our counseling with couples, You're going to have multiple marriages over your lifetime. And if you're lucky, it's with the same person. Is there something that needs to be reinvented in the relationship that you have currently? That would allow your zoomies to be a little faster? Your twirlies to be a little more frequent? Is there something you could say within yourself that says... You know, I thought I needed that. But I really have felt that the earth is crumbling beneath me, and I, do, I don't want to go back. I don't want to retreat. I don't want to return. I don't want, to, I don't want any reserve. I want to leap forward. I would just encourage you that love never fails and that the leap is a leap of love. Would you stand with me? As we prepare our interactive worship and communion, I want you to remain in a space of reflection, consideration. Think about what's calling you and what has bonded you to the crumbling earth beneath you. There are candles over at the cross that you can light